Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Hi, and welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton, and this is a podcast about the lives and stories of the musicians, writers, artists, and their associates that have their roots in the small towns and communities across America. If you like what you hear, tell somebody. Enjoy. Ready? You're ready. Um, all right, so this song I wrote, um, and I haven't, honestly, I haven't played it that much. I had seen a movie called Embrace of the Serpent, and it's uh, this movie had something to do with indigenous people in South America um, right before the rubber barons came, uh, you know, to take the, the rubber from the trees, right. um, you know, and also the, the missionaries that came, you know, to South America. And the, the movie was very visually stunning. So for whatever reason, I was inspired to to write this particular song. Um, so it's called Dream of the Serpent. Okay. young, the white man came, looking for culture, they killed my people and took me away, with weapons of thunder, I was put in a camp, lashed on my back, choked of my breath, for speaking my tongue, I almost starved to death, if I didn't worship their God. But at night I dream the serpent descends She coils around me Now I see through my dreams I'm free again, I'm free again I'm free again I'm saved and adopted the ways. I pray our Father save my life, but I never forget. They rape Mother Forest, filled the sky with smoke. They say it's important to save us all. And if this is saving, I want no part of it all. But at night, a dream. Serpent descends, she calls around me. And now I see through my dreams, and I'm free again. 
Hello, my name is Pedro Fraginals, and I'm a songwriter and a musician here in Shelby, North Carolina. And how many bands do you play in these days? Currently? Yeah, currently. But that has not been the case at many times. I believe I've seen you working with like maybe four at a time. It depends on the time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll prostitute myself to whoever the highest bidder is. I can understand that. I also, you have been described to me uh, by some of the people that you uh, played with as uh, the musical director. Uh, is that one of the, would that be a precise term to call you also a uh, musical director, musical producer? Perhaps. Um, I don't know if I've, uh, if I've chosen that role specifically. It just may have just come out of necessity <laughs> more oh, yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Um, but I guess if I were to sit down and analyze it, maybe that, that might be a true statement. Of course, now, sometimes that comes from uh, one of the things I've learned about becoming a music director is usually, uh, Chris, you're going to kick me here, but solo singer, you know, guys who are solo singers, mm -hmm. sometimes they have a hard time even coming in on the right count. <laughs> Yes, but, but 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 Chris is Chris is a he is a musician beside being oh, yeah, absolutely. so so that uh, really I was just taking a poke at you there Chris, uh, but uh, you know well deserved though well yeah of course <laughs> there's some truth in it you know of course. Uh, uh, but uh, no I I can understand because I've seen you the bands that you play in while they have a common thread they're pretty different I mean. Right, yeah, and I think, um, well, you know, of course, you guys, you know, you're rather you're familiar with uh, the with Medicine Crow, and right, and that's probably more an organized um, outfit overall. Right. I mean, it's more curated, and you know, the decisions are more deliberate. And I and would think so. I guess there's a bigger goal there, really, than with that band. Than I think. Overall, there's, uh, I mean, we've been just doing it longer, and I think, you know, we've progressed further than, than Bruce Rhino right. <clears throat> in that respect. Although, you know, with Bruce Rhino, we, we still play quite a bit. Um, and that, of course, is, is a looser right. outfit. Although, you know, we play, you know, pretty well together, I right. guess. Right, yeah, oh, yeah. If, if you want to. However, you want to categorize that. <laughs> well, I think one. Um, I think one is the Beatles, and the other is Grateful Dead. Could be, yeah. The great, yeah. And I think the the advantage of, you know, and not that I've always. I mean, I've never really been a, a jam band guy or whatever. And you know, I, I constantly I told uh, Randy, uh, who's was pretty much the impetus uh, for Bruce Rhino, and I told him, I go, Randy, you realize that this is. All this, this whole band is just to please you, right? <laughs> you know, this is just this has sure. been a complete, uh, you know, completely focused on and doing this because I've never really was, I mean, I was always I would consider a casual fan of the Grateful Dead or right. you know, and and I really don't know anything about Fish or right. Widespread. Widespread. I know, I mean, yeah. I have some idea, and I've seen them play and things like that, of course. And what I do find interesting, though. Uh, about those bands, it is like hippie jazz. Right, it, like, it is. It, it, I agree. You know, uh, they're you know they're jamming or playing over the 
changes or whatever, right. which I think is always good for you know musicians to be able to sure. to be able to do that um, on the fly, or whatever. Like okay, yeah. so here's a song and it, you know, and here's this key or whatever. And sometimes it, you know, it, it might go into it modulates into a different True. key or whatever. You have to know how to negotiate those changes. Um, and this kind of you know that kind of music is um, good for that. You know, well, you're like. Like, I don't have to, like, really worry about what Bruce Rhino's was like, all right, we're going to pick a song, and then we're going to play over it, and, you right. know, whether it comes out, it, sometimes it's a train wreck. Right, yeah. Sometimes it, we completely screw it up. Right. But, you know, that's just part of it. Well, you know, that's musicians like to play, and jam bands allow them to play and stretch out, and like you exactly. say, sometimes it works. But that's at every level of jam band. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it yeah. just doesn't, you know? Yeah, but but the but the the whole music part of it and the effort part of it is uh, kind of the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. And I told I, I told Randy, I go, Randy, you've made my, my worst nightmare like <laughs> into a reality. Yo, yeah, <laughs> like been, I ended up playing in a jam band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a structured music. And this is anything but structured. Yeah, know, in my background. Yeah, All musicians, but, but it's I mean it's tremendous fun. And honestly, some of you know the people that I play with are. Very, very good. Like yeah. Joe Hinesley and uh, Mike Claproot and yeah. Cornelius Logan and yeah. you know, um, and of course Randy's. I mean, he's he's up and coming now. Sure. And, um, but it's. Uh, I mean, we're lucky well, it to, to have those guys like on those on that well, level. <laughs> it has progressed. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a big difference from the beginning to where oh, you yeah, all got you guys yeah, are now. There's there's a big difference, and you know, we're, we've been you know since we've been playing so much. I guess like if we. What is it? The opposite of progression? Degressing. Oh, yeah, degressing. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. Then we'd have a major problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now we're we're you know you know we were uh, horrendous. Now we're barely tolerable. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I enjoy both of them. So what am I? You know, music is a broad spectrum. You yeah, know, uh, absolutely. So you know, and you're enjoying yourself doing oh, yeah, both absolutely. of them, right? And and and. And the uh, and uh, the audiences seem to be enjoying. And I think that's really the most. And, you know, of course, I, I say say that in the most you know in a tongue in cheek fashion. That uh, I mean, we have to have something. They're they're you know we can't sure. be that you know like. But I, I'm naturally very critical as yeah. by nature. Right. Like, like I'm very like hypercritical, especially with myself more than anything else. You know, well, not necessarily with others, um, but you know. Um, it's cool. This audio is probably another band calling him, wanting yeah. him to come play this evening. Or it's one of these, uh, somebody trying to renew my uh, car yeah. warranty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Car warranty or another band calling, so. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, you know, you're always in that process of trying to get better and, and improve. And, uh, you know, and, and I think that's been the case for both both outfits that we've been gradually can you can you carry some of the stuff i mean i mean does it cross over does it yeah know? it's happened i mean before, has, has one has one helped the other or the you know just from your standpoint well in some cases what happens is like i'll write a song or you know like i've written a song i wrote a song that was like a that is a bruce rhino song quote unquote or whatever um and then I'll show it to Chris, and hey, you know, it's like, oh, I really like that. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then we'll, and then you know, both bands be doing it. Stole, stole, stole the song, you know, whatever, right. from one band to another. Yeah. Um, oh, that's much all. Much to, to Randy's consternation. 
<laughs> oh, you know, that's a, yeah, you know, that's one of those things where, uh, oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you guys are, I uh, added my old bandmate, uh, yeah, Randy yeah. Saxon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the man. Oh. Uh, he's fucking amazing. <laughs> he, that guy I, is something else. I spent 10 years on the road with the man. He is amazing. Um, Yesterday, when we uh, we had played a show in um, Dragonfly, and we were doing, uh, you know, whatever. We do our thing, and we're playing some of the original music, and then, you know, since it's Halloween or whatever, we decided to do... Um, Donovan's season of the witch. Yeah. yeah. And uh and uh, I don't know how it came about in practice or whatever. We told him, he goes he had mentioned that he has a theremin. Yes. And I'm like, "Bro, you got to like I don't know if it was me, Chris or whoever it was. I go, "Bro, you got to bring that theremin and do something with it." Did he did he do it? Oh my god, it, bro, you have no <laughs> idea that thing was oh yeah. Amazing. I played with him when he uh, you know, like, like I go, you know, we have to do like dazed and confused now or something. Yeah, exactly. But it it just good vibrations. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He's Hell like, in in, in yeah. mandolin or whatever. I mean, like I see him play guitar. I was like, "This guy's Oh, the guy is ridiculous. I, 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 um, yeah, he's a, he's he's the ultimate musician. He can play any instrument and play them well. Yeah, absolutely. and one of the things that people do not know is uh, he can actually sing and sing great harmony. People, oh yeah, people, oh he sang last night. He did. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, Copperhead Road, and he yeah. sang that. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a really good job. Yeah, we, we used to do Copperhead Road with him. Yeah, that's uh, he does. I mean. And uh, he seems to be excited about being back in the business. Yeah, a bit. yeah, he's uh, yeah, he looks yeah. good, and you know, he's he's happy from what I could tell. I mean, yeah. So yeah, and we're, and we're ex- super excited to you know to yeah. have him. That's really hey, he's he's a fabulous musician. So where did music start with you? I mean, it didn't start here with Bruce Rhino and, no, and Medicine Crow. Um, for me, I don't. I guess more or less a when I was, I would say around 15 years old, when I guess everybody likes music to a certain right. point. I guess there are some people who aren't really into music or whatever. Um, but I guess this this style of music, um, you know, folk, rock, blues, or whatever, um, maybe around 15. Prior to that, of course, you know, because I'm from Miami, um, the majority of the, you know, like the stuff that I would listen to yeah. is... You know, like the stuff my parents were listening to, and it was all, you know, of course, Spanish. Sure. Spanish stuff and um, all that stuff. But that's some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, love the stuff. That stuff is incredible. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I love it till this day. And, it, you know, it, it seeps into you, you know, uh, through osmosis. And, and then, of course, when I would go, you know, to school, like we would be on the bus, and all the stuff on the bus would be, like, very Miami, like, yeah, bass like that kind of, that type of music, which right. is like, I remember like, you know, Diamond Girl yeah. and things like that. These songs that were like very dance oriented, sure. like and like and, heavy. And, and that is kind bass. of that whole Miami right. Latin feel. Yeah. It, it, it is all. The 808 and, yeah. you know, like we were like heavy into two live crew, of yeah. course, as kids. And, you know, that all that stuff was. It's dance um, music, it's dance what? music, and just you know, you know that's the stuff that we listen to. Sure. Um, and I guess around 15 years old, when I was in somewhere, you know, during high school, I had to take a class, and as an elective class, one of my friends go, "Hey, let's just take this uh, guitar class or whatever. You know, that's gonna be easy or whatever." Like, right. whatever. Like, 
No. Um, and I think we we started there, but a little bit before then, my neighbor across the street, this guy named uh, Raul, which is a good friend of mine now. I mean, he's uh, one of my you know closest friends. Um, he was a drummer, and he played in the drum line, and uh, he played in the jazz band in school. He was you know excellent drummer, or whatever, and. Um, and his family were all artists. His father was a photographer. His mother was a uh, a painter, right. muralist, and uh, they lived. You know, across, they, he he moved into the neighborhood when I was thirteen years old, across the street from me. So you know, of course, we we went to school together, but we didn't know each other that well. Right. And then, of course, when we when we got together, it was you know that was uh, that's art. You know, it was on. So like, I would go over to his house, and then he started teaching me a little bit about playing drums. Right. Some rudiments. He had a you know a drum kit or whatever, sure. and play you know I played the drum kit, and um, not that I can play drums or whatever, but um, so I started learning that, and he had like a practice pad, and you know like flams, paracordals, sure. and all yeah. that, that kind of stuff, and you know like his friends were all people in bands and right. all that stuff. So and he was in bands, and mostly at that time there were like. Um, punk band so we're yeah. talking about 1990 or whatever oh, yeah so he eventually ended up going to new york with you know with his band trying to you know get get famous yeah famous yeah, yeah. which he you know of course he had brushes with fame too of course to a certain point of you know it was you know how this yeah i do the business is whatever yeah. um but you know it was like i guess pre green day or whatever yeah but it was you know that kind of that kind of music but yeah you know but he was you know, and I remember I'd go over to his house and we would listen to to all different types of music. That's when I started getting more exposed to, I mean, I guess on the radio, like I would hear like sometimes like the oldie station, you know, you would hear. Right. Uh, you know, I remember like hearing the Flamingos, yeah. you know, and, you know, Frankie Valli and yeah. things like that. And of course, like early Beatles, but wasn't heavily exposed into that. Right. And then one time, I think... Um, if my memory serves me clearly, I remember seeing um, Aerosmith's like "Love in an Elevator," yeah. which was I think the, off the Pump album. And for whatever reason, something clicked in my brain. I go, man, I, I and I didn't know how to articulate it at that right. time. There was a sound that was that I knew was a recent song, but it sounded old. Which right. of course now I knew I know what it is. It was classic rock, sure. um, you know, and. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, I started listening to that, and then that kind of led me into Motley Crue, and then went, then that ended up, you know, Metallica, Slayer, sure. you know, you know, that, to make a very long story short, so I think in the, in, at least in my life, the the progression is always kind of a progression backwards to yeah. find out where those things came from. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So what ended up happening there is like, okay, Aerosmith, and then, you know, then once you start finding Aerosmith and you start realizing, you know, there's a Led Zeppelin. Right. And then you get Led Zeppelin and you're like and you're like, oh my God, what the you know, yeah. what the hell what is this? What is this? What yeah. are these people like, yeah. like and then of course, you know, then you you know, if you get into you know, eventually you get to like the Beatles, yes. and Bob Dylan and yeah. you know and then you go backwards and you get into the old and then I started going backwards, all the old blues things. Yeah. The Robert Johnsons, the sure. Billy McDells, yeah. The blind boy fullers, the the bl blind lemon Jeffersons. All those things, you know, all those artists that predated all that stuff, like all these older songs that you, you know, of course, you start tracing it all back, and then you see, okay, so this is, you know, the the blues, sure. right? You get, yeah, you get oh, yeah, here, you do, yeah. And then you know, you know, and that's, 
and of course you could go back and you know of course you, you know you go back to the baroque era and all whatever yeah. but let's say you know in a pop, popular american music you have the blues and then you know you you know sure. distinct american art form jazz and a distinct american art form right. and then it, you know uh then you know rock and roll then of course all that starts melding sure, together does. um so i came into like you know talking about bruce rhino and you know that we're playing a lot of these uh old songs like because of you know Jerry Garcia band or, right. or uh, you know the Grateful Dead they would play some of these really old um, blues songs yeah but I never came to them through Jerry Garcia or whatever I always came through them through the original through the, artists. the blues you know yeah. so I like like I know how to play that song I've known you know I've, I've played that song before but yeah. it was just like um, you know like for example like the White Stripes do you know the same thing yeah you know, Death Letter Blues sure and, uh, uh, Southern Can is Mine and all yeah. those old blues you know songs and i would always play those types of things uh you know i started anyway, for, for a long time i was just blues yeah B blues and blues and blues. i mean i was that that was pretty much my growing up yeah i could get one radio station and the only thing it played was the blues out of memphis yeah and that was my aspiration i didn't really for a long time know that there was any other kind of music but the blues right you know? exactly so you know and and then you see that it, it goes over, even like when the Rolling Stones, mm -hmm. it's blues-based. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, oh, they started out, uh, you know, and of course they, there's that reverence for, uh, you know, the blues music sure. that the Stones, you know, were able to, I mean, they, know, they would, I remember that, I think they had uh, Howling Wolf, yeah, like open a show for them, sure. uh, you know, and introduce sure. those guys back to, uh, to, you to know, the to world. a popular audience yeah. right at that time. Yeah. You know, and that, that revival in, in the 60s where, you know, the folk revival and sure. the blues revival in the 60s, um, where they uh, rediscovered a lot of these old... And, and that's good. that was good for all of them because a lot yeah. of those people were really talented and had a very small audience. They had a... Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, mean it, they, was, it was basically a few southern states in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, so. now they've, uh, you know... They're known throughout the world now. Yeah, they are. Uh, the progenitors of you know the sure you know rock and roll and and you know modern, although you know one can argue rock and roll is in it. It's 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 death throes at this moment, it, and it would be a worthy debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a new age. Uh, oh, we shouldn't even go there. But I mean. It's easier to be a musician these days than it was, less to learn and still be able to create music. Right. Yeah, and I think, of course, there's the, the accessibility with technology, sure. with the computer. Um, you know, you can go in and go to, uh, you know, an, uh, an Ableton or whatever, or right. whatever, yeah. booty loops or whatever, sure. create a, a beat and, yeah. and, you know, put something over it and... Um, and make a million dollars. I mean, and, and it, I mean, and again, you, you like you said, it could. That's de debatable whether that's valid or not. I think, sure, why not? I you mean, can do I, whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I, I whether mean, it it has any lasting value is is well, is, is something else. Yeah, well, and and that's true. And you can you could put that to. I kind of look at it as the disco age during that time. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really hot. How much of that holds as you move? Right. Farther along, where the Beatles will still be there. Yeah. Disco, 
it's even kind of popular at times to make fun of them. But now, yeah. I'm, I have nothing but good stuff to say about the BGs. I'm sorry I like the BGs. I like the BGs too, and I mean, and hell, I like. You know, some, some disco stuff, too. Like, oh, the biggest like, disco tune of all time came from right here in Cleveland County. Yeah, yeah, so, I yeah mean, exactly. I'm, I'm Alicia Bridges, you know, I, I love the nightlife. Yeah, so. that's, uh, that was a huge hit. And, huge hit. Um, but I like uh, Diana Ross's Love Hangover. Oh, yeah. Great uh, on that. I mean, there's sure. elements, I think, to any type of music. Like, I agree. As long as you, you know, it, as long as it's good, it doesn't matter what it is. Like necessarily, it's like. <laughs> well, I, I used to play with a guy who would, he would say, if you can't slow dance to it, or you can't do like a clogging southern type dance, or you can't do a swing type of dance, yeah. you know, or rumba, even even yeah. even you know, then then we're not doing it because that's the whole basis of of music is people have to enjoy it. And have a good time with it, and if they can't do that, yeah, then you know it's it's why do it? You got to rock to the roll. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, definitely. I mean, and, and again, it's uh, it depends on on the type of music. Of course, there's uh, and cult and cultures have their own type too. Yeah. I mean, that is that is, and that'll always be. I mean, that different cultures will take the polka community. Yeah. Um, everybody hates polkas, but polka players, you polka know, and, 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 and polka dancers, you know, they yeah. have their and, and it's it's a big they have a big cult following. Oh yeah. But are they ever going to have a million dollar poker hit? hit? Nah, it's not going to happen. The polka kings. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's there's uh, pockets in the U.S. where polka is. Yeah, there, 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 there is definitely, definitely very popular. You know, they even I've even seen a TV show that's on TV now. Molly B's poker party. No way. Yeah, it comes on on one of the TV channels, and you know they have different. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how, how they like they have different TV channels for every like they every do. niche niche yeah, thing. Exactly. Like every fetish that. that sure, you can. You can. You can. There's. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and it's a beautiful thing, really. Uh, uh, art. Whether it be choose the form, you know, the beautiful thing is uh, there's no accounting for people's taste in art. Yes. I mean, I have learned that, and actually through the podcast, one of my more popular podcasts would be something that would make most people cringe, but then uh, there's always people that go, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard, you know? I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of music, what kind of art. Right. Somebody somewhere is going, oh, God, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Right. You know, and that is that is a beautiful part of Yeah, there's. A, I the think art. there is definitely a certain subjectivity to art. Um, I think sometimes there should be something behind it. Like, well, I agree. I mean, there's certain artists, musically or whatever, that have... Reached as close to like universal appeal I agree. as you can possibly get, even sure. though there's contrarian opinions or whatever. Right. Um, but you know the the others, like you know, I heard who was it like little Stephen, you know Van Zandt, whatever he was talking about. Uh, 
you know, like musical artists, whatever. He was like saying with, you know, the Beatles. He goes, uh, he goes, like everybody knows the Beatles and loves them. You know, like they're right. that's obvious. Like right. who's your number? You know, where where what's on later down the list? Right. You know, because that really kind of gives you like some sort of indication of sure of taste. Yeah, you know what it I'm saying? does. It does. I mean, and and it's um, you know, I've I've learned to, from me personally, it's easier for me to judge things not so much by the um, uh, commercial success mm -hmm. as it is the music itself. Right. You know, um, that being said, though, you can always, you know, I see music competitions, and I'm not a fan of music competitions, mm -hmm. The Voice or anything right. like that. I just don't think that music needs to be a competition. Right. And and if you got to have some way of picking who is better, and I don't think I, I don't think you music is about who is better or who you know, I mean there's fabulous musicians. Yeah. And the common denominator if you want to get down is whoever sells the most records. I right. Mean, yeah. Well that's the thing. It's I mean I but that's not really a it's not really answering the question who a best artist is, but definitely if you sell a lot of records, there is some merit to your work. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, it's uh, that 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 that's a, I think a, a valid argument. You know, what I mean, I mean, I think that may be more valid back back then. Oh, than yeah. that it is now. Yeah, I've seen the royalty um, checks. Yeah, but um, I mean, there is definitely ways to like if you look at music and analyze it. Um, from a musician standpoint, oh yeah, um, and of course the, some of the stuff that's out now, um, you know, I may not be into it necessarily, but there are some production values that are, sure. you know, good and you know, and who knows how they'll be viewed, you know, twenty years down yeah, the line. You, but you know, just from analyzing a song, you know, harmony, melody, rhythm, right, overall inventiveness, and sure. uh, you know, how they developed and pushed forward. Uh, the art form, I think that's yeah. definitely the. I mean, there there should be some sort of benchmark. There should be. I agree. Um, to, benchmark is that that is probably better than either popularity or yeah. or, or yeah, and, and, commercial and I think success. Most you know, of course, as artists or whatever you want to call us, or you know, and, and I use the the term loosely for myself or whatever. Um, you know, we're all you know links. You know, this is not an original thought of, by any means. You know, links. In a chain, right? right? And there's always sure. that those innovators that are, you know, the, those are the big ones, you know, yeah. the, the Louis Armstrong, right? You know, the Robert Johnsons, the sure. Hank Williams, is the, the the Bob Dylan's, the sure. Beatles, and you know, people like that. Those are like the guys, or you know, guys and gals, Joni Mitchell's, whatever yeah, that, that yeah. took those the art form to a, to a different to a different level. Yeah, yeah you know, I agree. Introduced like, oh wow, and I remember. And I, you know, and I, there was a thing that Joni Mitchell had said that um, uh, she had listened, and I think, you know, of course, Joni Mitchell and Dylan have a contentious relationship. Sure. But, uh, she said that when she heard um, Positively Fourth Street yeah. for the first time, she thought in her mind, um, well, I guess we can write about anything now. Yeah, right? I, mean, I think so she's right about that. There, there's yeah. definitely, like, there was... You could see there's definitely a break there. Yeah. Like, okay, before, you know, you're singing songs about, you know, love and oh, yeah. break and, you know, that, you know, Uni universal, that, you, you, universal. Yeah, like the universal topics, which, of course, exactly. is just always, that'll never 
disappear, and that's what we most sing about anyway. Sure, it is. You know, sex, sure, love, it right? is. It is. Topic, I agree. But you know, at, at least it, it it opens up that palette. It, I mean, it. We have, you know, you can sing a song about anything. Anything, now, anything. Right. Yeah, I have them about a lot of things that you shouldn't sing about. So yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. So did you learn to play guitar in that class? Somewhat, you know, with that class, uh, I know we went on a long segue there. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's part of the show. The So, yeah, we I, I hooked up with this. My buddy's name was uh, Peter John Hugh. He was a Jamaican guy. He was really good. He, you know, he picked up on it like he didn't know how to play guitar either, but he was like super. One of those people have natural talent. Yeah, yeah. He picked do. up the guitar, and then, you know, in a short period of time, he was like playing all sorts of things. It was really. Now, in retrospect, I was like, I should have been way more impressed than I was. Right. But, you know, you're with your buddy. Yeah. Like, you don't want to fall behind. And then you try to, like, learn with him. But he was already, like, you know, he started, we started playing, you know, Led Zeppelin and, uh, you know, the Beatles. Of course, when we got to the Beatles and Zeppelin, that was, you know, that took sure. a long time to work yeah. those things out. Um, you know, working through the transcriptions and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, back then it was Clapton Cream and all those. Yeah. You know, of course, that was, those guys predated us by many many years yeah. but you know that was part of the, the the musical dna sure and um but he was phenomenal and he had a you know he bought a a keyboard started doing meaty stuff and like i remember like i won't like one day i came um to his house one day and we were playing and he goes hey bro check this out and he and he had programmed all like through the keyboard, played all the string parts to the rain song. Oh, really? Yes. So like, and I heard it back, and it was exactly the same. He had wow. tuned his guitar just like Jimmy Page, wow. and we were playing the whole. So of course, you you start learning all those uh, those things. It was a process, like um, you know, trying to play a song, for example, like that Travis picking, for yeah. example. Oh yeah. Uh, I had to like I wanted to learn it because I wanted to play going to California. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. know what Travis picking was, but right. I knew that he was doing something, <laughs> something that different. I didn't know how to do. Exactly. Um, you know, and of course that opens up a whole different world. It does uh, too. Once you start finding, looking up and researching Travis picking, so you can play Road to California, then you roll off on that whole. Yeah, and then you go off into into yeah. a bunch of you know, and that helped a lot with uh, the Piedmont blues and. Oh yeah, exactly. So it all started interweaving together for a long time um you know and i guess you know that that's stayed like that and you know occasionally you you'll have a you know new artists come in here and there but um honestly you know i should have been keep keeping up more with more modern music right. whatever like i've kind of kind of lost track of like some of this more modern rock or whatever you want to call it like new metal or yeah. or the you know that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't know much about it. You know, so I can't comment on it because I really don't haven't listened to it. Right. Um, so you know, I'm sure there's. I'm sure. Great stuff there. You I'm know, sure like there is. But I haven't like never took the time um, to, to find it. Sometimes to, you have to search. Yeah. Now and of course, there's a tremendous amount of content out there now. It's yeah. like you know, there's countless amounts of uh, bands and songs and you know, and how do you, where do you make those decisions? Like, yeah. okay. Uh, you know, who, you know who's the arbiter of what's good and bad or whatever. Like post, you know, yeah. nineteen ninety five sure. or whatever. When more or less my 
I stunted my musical development. <laughs> like someone, like I, like you know, like I, 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 like I gave myself a musical lobotomy. I go, this is it. Like this is, I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I know, think, stop here. I think most people do, and most musicians, I think they do that. I mean, I think that's a natural right. course. I found what I like. There's no sense in really looking any farther. Right. Know? Well, yeah, you gotta keep. I mean, I think you know. Obviously, what happens is like you like playing stuff and you know trying to you know playing with better musicians which in my case is not that hard well I mean, that's what you, and, and that and that should be if you're a young musician right you and need to play with everybody you can that is better than you are right, they'll right. Let and you. then you start you know like you know you know go delving into a little bit into jazz and yeah. a little bit into the, you know things that that i have really zero information about but you know you start learning little things yeah. there you know and you kind of uh you know, that's you the, know, fake it a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, that. you know, playing with other musicians, too, yeah. uh, taught me a lot of stuff. I mean, somebody that I played with might be listening to something that I've never even heard of. Yeah. You know, so I go and listen to, to it. If they're listening to it, I think, well, it's probably worth a listen. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, and, and, and I've learned not only from playing with people who I've just, they've just, I've just asked them to teach me stuff, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a, being a musician's all all time learning. Oh yeah, uh, thing like this is that's a, the thing. You know, when I talk to people about music, is what I tell them: this is your lifeline companion. First of all, you're never gonna learn everything. No, you're, you're always not. constantly in the process of learning. Like I'm constantly like trying to oh, learn always, something yeah. new and try to practice something or whatever. Sure. And uh, you know, that's the beauty of you know it'll never leave you. Like as long right. as you're you know as you're breathing, you'll you'll have that within you, and you you're constantly in that fight to like. Oh yeah, and not, oh, yeah. And, not, and not be you know not in like you know like in my case not to feel like such a like a fraud you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. to to give something authentic, um, but you know it's it's a it's definitely a process. It's like it, ne I'll never stop learning. And you know it's one of those things. It's almost like a sickness. I mean, once it, it gets in you, yeah, it, it's a sickness. It is. It, 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 I, yeah, I don't know how. Other people function not only like not so much about I think music is just a uh, an expression of you know of course of creativity sure just like you know and I think all humans have that capacity to oh to, oh to be I creative do. like yeah. everybody is creative I, they may not be musically creative but they're creative in something and 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 it's and sometimes uh, you and I think this is where artists particularly musicians well you have a medium to, to express your creativity with where a lot of people may be, right. but they do not have that outlet. In, so, in solitude, right. And, yeah. um, you know, and I, and I, 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 sometimes I think, how, how, the, how the hell does the rest of the world function? Yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I don't know how, because it, it does, like, stay, like, in my case, stave off insanity. Like, well, I mean, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not in a, in a, in a mental hospital because right. of... It's know, the, it's the, because of this. It's the best therapist in right. the world. You exactly. know, uh, it's... It, it, Music can be your only friend at times, you know, or, yeah. or your best friend. I mean, uh, you know, it bothers me sometimes to see that the education system is pushing it farther and farther back. Right. Um, I don't know what that says about us as uh, human beings. I don't know. But, but, you know, it's one of those things that uh, is probably... I think... Who, those who 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 seek it will find. Yeah, it. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I, I think, think it's something that. that that's innate to a certain degree. Like I honestly, like it, going back to you know childhood, like like I 
I was probably like the least likely person to be any sort of musical anything. Right. Because I, my parents don't play any instruments. Yeah. Like, we don't have any. They're not like, you know, of course, they like music or whatever, but uh, they weren't necessarily like, uh, you know, crazy, right. like, you know, obsessed with it mm -hmm. um, or anything like that. And, uh, you know, and I I think in just in the beginning, it was just, just, just a, you know, bizarre way of getting into something. It was just to hang out with my friend or just yeah. to, to get a credit for a class or whatever. Sure. And then we're like, all right, whatever, let's, you know, this is something to do. And, you know, we'd hang out and play music. And then you start getting a little bit better. Yeah, you do. And then you're like, all right. Um, but on it, it did this like playing out in front of people didn't start until like eight or nine years ago, I think. Really? I mean, approximately. Because I never thought in my brain that I would be like in a band or anything. Like that never that thought never actually it processed came. my so, mind. So how did that come about exactly? It was Chris. It was uh Chris had I remember um it's funny that like I would uh there was a point where, you know, years ago where, you know, Shelby wasn't as uh let's say cosmopolitan as it is now. Yep. You know, and coming from, you know, a city like Miami where, yeah. which is, you know, I'm not gonna say that's like the the, uh, it's a different the, world, the, the, you know, like the cultural apex of the world or anything like that. But you know, there was different things going yeah. on, and you know, you know, and I still, to a certain point, suffer from some degree of culture shock. Yeah, like, to, to be blunt, um, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you know, Miami, Cleveland County. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 like I don't know if I've changed at all, like mentally, like I'm very like three hundred five, very Miami in my way of thinking and all right. that stuff. But. Um, you know, now like I like I remember like one time like I was like roaming around the streets and I was like I'm done with this place. I'm gonna like m I'm gonna go back to Miami. Right. Like and I was like and then I saw um, uh, Michael Kimbrell. Yeah. On uh, in front of yeah uh, play, doing his uh, busking thing. Busking in front of uh, uh, I think the Shelby Cafe or something. Yeah. Like that. And then I was like yeah yeah that's interesting. I had never seen that before. Right. That was like the first indication that maybe something was might be changing right um, at that time. And then, of course, um, you know, I think certain things started to happen. Then I saw Randy Mock and, you know, playing this mandolin and, and drawing. And, you know, then was, what had happened was uh, there was like an art walk, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I met up with Chris's uh, nephew, Joshua. And like I never met him before, but I remember that he had drawn a portrait of Robert Johnson. Oh yeah. And of course, I'm, I was massive, you know, influence or on me, and you know, I mean, I there was a point where I, you know, learned sure. every single Robert Johnson, you know, like you know, slide and you know, all you know, like yeah. twenty six or whatever, you yeah. know, the duplicates or whatever. Yeah. I learned all that stuff, and you know, so. I knew I had to have that portrait. I go, hey, bro, how much do you want for that? And he told me, you know, he's very bohemian in that respect. And he goes, no, give me, I think it was like 20 bucks and a bottle of wine or something like that. Right. And I bought the portrait from him and I and I asked him, hey, by any chance, do you do you do do you give art classes or whatever? You know, for at that time I had some burgeoning interest right. in visual art. Not yeah. that, that I, you know, not that much, but enough to to try to do something sure different. Yeah. there's some there was something inside of me that wanted to express that right um you know and then he agreed to he hadn't done that before but he had agreed to do that and then you know at that point we were you know we started hanging out a little bit and um 
And I remember, I guess, one time in we were in the, in the old Rogers Theater when it yeah. was abandoned or whatever. Yeah. But the, I guess at that point, the owner had led Josh and some of his friends, I mean, a long, long time ago, you know, go in there and, you know, do art or whatever. At least that's what I was told. I don't, <laughs> not, that, not that it matters, I guess. It's great and, story. Um, and then whatever. And I think I brought my guitar and I started playing some stuff. And I go, hey, this is a song I wrote, blah, 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 and this and that. You know, you know, that I had written some songs from, you know, from before and um, and he told me, he goes, oh, you know, my uncle does, you know, music a little bit and, you know, I think you guys styles might work. So one day uh, I was at my, my friend Patrick's house and I received a text message from the Chris Reed. Never met him, never know who he was, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he uh, he goes, hey, blah, can you come? And you know, my nephew. And the the great thing about Chris, and also like somebody like Randy too, which is they they're for me those those people are catalyst for for an individual like me that is basically inert without somebody yeah. to that, right. th- put some sort of reaction because exactly. like if, if it was left to my own devices, I would still be in my bedroom. Right. Yeah, yeah. Coming along. Yeah, I mean, I like, do with understand. Any, like, I'm very, like, it's, it may not appear this way, but I'm very uh, introverted. Yeah, uh, you're having a hard time selling me on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, extreme, <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's the truth. It's, no, it's a bizarre, like, I, I, I have paradox. <laughs> I mean, I, I have the very same thing. I, and it, I am also that way. I, I I would just as soon be with myself. Yeah. I f- music has forced me to be more social. Yeah, yeah, and and... So, yeah, that's what happened. He sent me a message. He'd come to my house and this and that. And, you know, he was playing, you know, that, you know, that style of music he was playing, which was more, was more you know, native folk sure. style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and eventually we started working together. I guess he, you know, he liked the way that, you know, that I took some, uh, you know, the direction that I took the, the music a little bit. And, you know, that I had some ability to play, you know, at that point I was playing a little bit of electric guitar and some acoustic guitar and, um, you know, and there was a point where I did bring him a book of songs, you know, and I played him some songs and, you know, he liked them, liked those songs. And then, uh, he, you know, he adapted some of those things. He changed some lyrics and whatever. And, uh, you know, made some changes arrangement wise. And, um, you know, that's how that started. And I remember the first show that I played was, uh, I think it was a woodmill winery in, um, it was the first time I ever played in front of a, a like an audience quote unquote it was like Woodmill Winery uh, Grape Stomp Festival and it was funny because he uh, he had Randy and I open for you know that iteration of Medicine Crow oh, so Randy had, and I Randy, we got together Randy Mock and Randy you, Mock okay, right, yeah. right right okay you know we were like okay because you know and Randy's a good mandolin yeah. player or whatever and we were working you know like we played you know some duet songs and you know I remember like some of the songs were like can't find my way home and uh, some old blues songs. Uh, Put your arms around me like a circle. Oh yeah, song. you know yeah. that kind of stuff. And you know we played that and uh, you know some other. You know we played a Grateful Dead song called uh, Uptown Tudulu. Uh, I forgot exactly the name of it. You know I, my memory is terrible for song names and lyrics and things like that, but. Um, when I start, you know, I'll sight read it, but I'm right. not good at remembering. Right, them. exactly. So yeah, oh, yeah. I'm pretty decent at remembering changes, but like lyrics and things like that, I'm terrible. Um, so we played those songs, 
you know, I think we, you know, back then, we, I think we did pretty, pretty well overall. And then Medicine Crow played. That was the first time that I played in front of an audience. Were you nervous? I met about seven. A little bit, maybe. But, you know, at that point, you know, you know, at that point, I was like in my, my late 30s. You know, like whatever. You know, who, who cares? Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, and, and I always... You know, my, my expectations were always low anyways. Like, uh, yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, I know I'm not the greatest singer or musician. So, you know, you know, it, it, trust me, you can't say anything to criticize me that I haven't already said to myself way I more, do. you know, in a way more forceful fashion. Sure. You know, so it's, you know, and I might agree with you. I go, yeah, you're absolutely right. right. That does suck. Like, we, yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Kevin tells me stuff sucks all the time, but I yeah, yeah, it is, you know, and I think that's part of it. You have to be, you know, and hypercritical, and even then, you still might suck. Yeah, you in might. Your stuff. I mean, still may yeah, not yeah. Be good. <laughs> I agree. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it, it is definitely a a, a process. Oh, know? it is a process. Yeah, it's an ongoing could, process. You could come up with a, a you know, a gem here or there that you know, consider yourself lucky, you know, that's particularly when I, it I comes always, to. So songwriting, uh, uh, you know, I thought at one time I was a really, really good songwriter, and I went to something called the Kerrville Folk Festival as one of their new folks, um, mm -hmm. and they brought me out there. And when I got out there, I realized everybody out there was better than me, and I sucked as a songwriter. You know, everybody was so good. However, you can do one of two things with that. You can say, yeah, I'm giving this up, or you can say, i got to get better at this, you mm -hmm. know. I'm one of those. I got to get better at this because um, uh, I suck so bad. I, I'll have to improve if I work at it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. it's okay. I mean, it's 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 okay. It's, it's yeah. fine to suck. It's okay. I mean, I mean, every <laughs> as long as you're you're trying to not suck as much, it's it's okay. You know, and those people that never suck are just blessed and lucky. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it's something that that. However, go through anybody from the Beatles to Bob Dylan yeah. to. And they you, have, yeah, some stinkers. And you, they got some stinkers. Yeah, of course. I mean, everybody has more stinkers than they have actually excellent yeah. stuff. Right, exactly. I mean, you can go through through people's albums and, you know, there'll be three good songs on there, but the rest of them, you could care if you ever heard them again. Yeah, of course. And that's a th part of the problem is, you know, with there's there's no way you can compete against those people because they have the weight of history. Sure, they do. You know, if you're, you know, you're, you'll never be able to compete with somebody like Dylan, not because, of course, you'd never be as good as him. Yeah. But uh, the other thing is that he invented your job. Yeah, he did. You know, so, yeah, did. Like, so I mean, how are you going to be better than him? Exactly. Or, you know, same thing with the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, whatever. You know, it's, it, you're, there's no way around it. Bob, Bob Dylan changed my life. I was playing um, the blues, and uh, I had a, cousin who lived in New York and he came home at Thanksgiving and he had the free will and Bob Dylan he said man you need to listen to this stuff wow and I listened to it and it's like oh hey you don't have to be you don't have to be able to sing like um Frank Sinatra you don't right. you don't you can write about what you're feeling you know right. and it'll be cool and people will like it exactly and this is what I want to be and then the bet the best thing I had an album out one time and this shows you that it's the best thing that anybody ever taught, said about me 
but it's also the biggest lie that's ever been told. He, I had a record, and the guy said, said that I was the New South version of the next Bob Dylan. Nice. Yeah, but you know what that does? Then you know it's all downhill yeah, after that. There was, right? there was no New South, and I was it's same old South, and Bob Dylan was still Bob Dylan. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. But you know, so but it, but Bob Dylan actually did change my life entirely musically. Oh yeah, same here. I mean, with the uh, same thing with the uh, the Beatles. I mean, for and I've said this before. For me, those those are the basically the two my two guideposts. Mm-hmm. You know, musically, you know, lyrically, and well, and harmonically, because they, you know, the Beatles, of course, did things that were harmonically adventurous oh. that, that others hadn't done. Right. You know, still haven't but, done. You know, when I do, you know, when I write something that has like a a change that is not like diatonic or whatever. Right. Um, you know, that's definitely I, that that comes from the Beatles because they they would. And of course, they didn't do it consciously. They right. just were geniuses. Yeah, they were. You know, McCartney and you know Lennon, of course, are you know indisputable geniuses, or whatever. But it's, you know, I saw that McCartney three two one thing. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, amazing. And he would, and he got on the piano. He was showing Rick Rubin like yeah, just the diatonic oh, yeah. chords in the key of C. You know, he was like, oh look, C. You know, whatever D right. minor and all that other stuff. And uh, you know, and of course, that's very simple. Like. You know, sure not, it is. all the white notes and then he right. goes off and does something like he starts singing over it or whatever. And then, of course, all, you know, his his work that he's, you know, the, that's what the thing is with McCartney that I think really sets him apart from pretty much anybody else that I don't know if anybody has the same melodic sense that he I don't does. think they do. Um, he was, I think, touched by the hand of God. I think he and, like, was. You can't. I- you can't teach that. You, no. you can teach music theory. You can teach harmony. You can teach sure. A th- you know, th- uh, rhythm, but melody. Uh, to come up with those melodies that even if you don't like them, you ask anybody like, "Hey, how does Hey Jude go?" They know it's Hey, exactly. hey Jude. Exactly. They know that. Right. You know that's yeah. You know even if they freaking hate the Beatles or whatever. Right. Oh, oh, I agree. I failed to mention that the other big change in my life, or who I wanted to be for a long time, was a guy named Willie Dixon. He wrote oh, yeah. just about 90% of the blues songs. The blues songs. stuff, yeah, absolutely. And I was a harmonica player, so I wanted to be Slash. Willie Dixon, Little, Little Walter. Walter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my, for a long time, that was it for me. Yeah, there was. You uh, know, yeah. Could I write like Willie and play harmonica like, uh, yeah. you know, Little Walter? Then I, I would have been the king of the world. The, I remember early in my development when we were doing in the blues, I had met up with a buddy of mine. He was an older guy, and, um, you know, I've lost track of him since then. But I think he had a stroke years ago, and last time I spoke with him, he, he, he called my number, and he goes, hey, do I know you? And I know that he, had, he told right. me that he had a stroke. Um, but him and I were very, 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 very good friends. And um, he got me deep into the blues and to Bob Dylan and things like that. His name was Dan Daly. His name might be, is Dan Daly. I don't know if he's passed on or not. Um, and he he had a music teacher, this guy by the name of uh, Fleet Starbuck. That's a cool Mi- name. In Miami. And, <laughs> That's a cool uh, name. Fleet was uh, like a blues guy too. And, you know, he played harmonica and he played guitar. And he would teach Dan, you know, how to play you know certain things and he would play with local bands uh you know and he had like some success and i remember that dan had told me that fleet had um in the 70s had uh 
you know, played with a little bit with Stevie Ray Vaughan and, yeah. you know, things like that and, you know, in the early 70s or something like that. And uh, in, But he was from Miami, but he had transferred over to, to, to Texas at some point in the 70s. Came back to Miami, whatever. And he was a dance music professor, and we would uh, start working up a lot of those old songs. Oh, yeah. Like, one of my fondest memories uh, was we would... We were all in a circle. We would start playing... Uh, uh, I think it was like Babyface Leroy's trio, Rolling and Tumbling Blues. Yeah. Played it a hundred times. Like that, the, those old things, and like I remember, like doing that, it was amazing. Just like that feeling, and of course back then, like I would, you know, I was just so, uh, you know, you'll be intimidated by these guys. Like, well, these guy, this guy, you know, yeah, he was a professional musician. Yeah, really. That's what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, I never thought. You know, for me, that like I said, I never thought in my in my wildest imagination that I would ever not that I, you know you could call me professional by any means or whatever, but um, even though I do get paid for some of the things that that's I do. called professional, uh, yeah, yeah, or semi amateur, whatever. Okay, yeah, okay, um, we'll go with that too. But the you know that I never thought that that, that was even feasible. You know, like yeah. you know, never you know that, that's just a, a thought that never crossed my mind until Chris sent me that message. That's that crazy. one time, and literally that, just strumming along in my bedroom, and then you know, hanging out and playing with my friends sometimes. And then next thing you know, also that's another thing too, playing with people opens up a whole new world. True. I mean, I mean, you play with people, then you know more people than you knew before. You know, you you you. Yeah. You have a. Yeah, and absolutely, and, and even and even to a degree, musicians wind up with a different status once they are considered a whether it's at whatever level you're right. at, you get a new status as right. a musician. Yeah, I, not that it's a good one, but it's whatever. A, it's, right. it's a different one. People know you, yeah, know of bizarre. you. Yeah, like where, whereas when, when when you're just. Um, it is very unusual because sometimes I look down at like I'm playing the guitar and I go, "How the hell do I know how to do this?" Because it's really like like an unusual thing. Right. <laughs> like yeah. the mechanics of it is unnatural. You know, well, like I, contorting your fingers to make sounds come out of a wooden box. Well, I, I try to tell people that you can learn to play a musical instrument at any level. Right. That that you want to be at. I mean, you're never going to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. Forget it. If if you didn't pick that up on your own and st- yeah, but you can learn to play uh, a musical instrument well enough for your enjoyment. Oh yeah, you undoubtedly. Know? And, I think that's. Uh, and I that's try, a when people tell me I can't do that, you can. Now, obviously, you're going to have to work. Oh yeah, but it, a lot of work. But it's it's a science more than an art. Yeah. I mean, there is a huge art factor to it. Right. But but to learn to play the instrument itself to be. Or three chord. You, three. If if you want to learn to play guitar, yeah. you can learn three chords and have the most fun you'll have the rest of your life. Absolutely. Outside of having sex, and maybe sometimes as good as that. You know, is <laughs> is with if you learn three chords and you have a capo, right? Then as you go along, maybe add a fourth or a fifth. Yeah. You can play every song you ever wanted to play yeah. for the most part. For the most part, yeah, exactly. You know, and, um, you know I think it's. Uh, it's the great gift that we have is to be able to do that. And like you said, like you, you do acquire some sort of, uh, you know, you become into a, into that inner circle, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Like people's like, Hey, how did you, sh-? you know, like that, yeah. it's really strange. Like I don't, 
And and honestly, bluntly, I don't really don't consider myself much of a musician or even a musician at all. More of a person who makes things up than 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 oh, you know because I really can't sing that well and I can't play. The, you know, my my command of the instrument is pretty rudimentary. Well, it's all subjective too. You realize that? Yeah, I mean, that might be I mean, it. That, that I might mean, be the that, other part. That is one of the things that. Uh, I tell myself a lot of times is uh, I don't I don't go looking for people better or worse than me because I can find them. Oh yeah, I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just happy at where I'm at Hell, and I, try to get better. You it know, was a time I wasn't even the best musician on my sit my block. Sure, I mean, you know? <laughs> no, so, I've been there. I'm not the best musician in the band I'm playing in now. Right, right. Uh, and maybe I've never been in any yeah, of the bands I've been I, in. And I've definitely been blessed with being able to play with some. Very good Man. musicians. Yeah, uh, it makes Nikhail and oh, uh, Nikhail, Marwingo, oh, yeah. uh, Joe Hinesley, yeah. uh, Mike Claprood, uh, yeah. Brinkley Isaacs, sure. Eric Kimbrell, of course. Uh, All fabulous musicians. Yeah, they're just you know very lucky to have been able to uh, you know you know they you know you think it's like how the hell you know why would they even want to <laughs> waste their time? You know? Well, obviously they do. Obviously you have. Well, uh, there's another thing, too, about being a musician and, and about playing in bands. You know, it becomes more about being a part that can work with everybody as opposed to... Right. To, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people that were incredible musicians that you didn't really want them in your band, and they never stayed right. there very long either. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, definitely sometimes with personality issues. It is. I mean, or... being able to fit in... Yeah. And play and play the parts that you need to as well as you need to, is. Yeah, you do that and you can work in a band forever. Yeah, Be, being in a band is like a five or you know being in a five or six way marriage. It is. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so much fun, and so many problems. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, luckily, I think you know. We're, you know, with the people that I play with, have been you know very. You know, at a certain age or whatever, you, there's certain stability that comes with that. Yeah, true. You know, but, you know, some, true. you know, there are some, and I, you know, anecdotally I've heard, you know, with other bands or whatever, there's, you know, personality sure. clashes or well, I, artistic I, differences or whatever. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of egos in bands. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, it, you know, and everybody has their own musical idea. Um, that's why bands never last. I mean, you can have, you you know, you can play in a lot of bands, and they're good bands, but for some reason they all wind up breaking up. Right, that's true. Also played with Sandra. I regret it. Uh, she would probably kill me if I didn't. If, oh if, yes. If I, did, if I didn't mention her. She's been on the show. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much the story. I mean, yeah. fast forward to present day, and um, you know, just been chipping away at songwriting and arranging and playing, and you know, I think. Luckily, in um, Medicine Crow, Chris handles a lot of the logistics, yeah. of, like booking and things like that, which is stuff that I'm not, don't bluntly don't have the time for. Um, you know, but the other stuff, you know, we on the back end or whatever, like musically and you know lyrically, you know, we work together on that. Yes. And, uh, it seems to have been working out so far. Yeah, so. that's great. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come do this today. Okay, awesome. All right, thank you. All right, so, and this song, um, one that I wrote, I guess, um, 
I think it was last year or whatever, and uh, just the song just came to me, basically fully formed, um, as pretty much as you'll see here. Um, and I guess it's just some like a meditation of uh, current events, you know, just and more of an introspection on my part, but um, maybe it has a, a message that resonates. Will you die 
with your doubts Well, these are the questions I ask myself But I still don't know a thing And I hope time will clarify Can't trust me.